Hello, Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast listeners. It's your boy, Mr. Prez, and I got a bit of bad news for y'all. Uh, the music segment this week we recorded is two separate files, and we had the Sports and Life on one file, and then we had the music on one file. The music file, just the audio just was not great on it. I could not, I worked with it for a while, just couldn't get it up to par. So with that, I'm going to get with Cash, and we're going to go and re-record that section, and we're going to put that out on Thursday. So we'll re-record it. We'll put it out there on Thursday. Uh, and at some point this weekend, we'll combine it into one one pod. And that way, if you catch this next week, you won't even catch this section. It'll be complete. But uh, but we ain't going to have you go back and re-listen to the whole pod if you listen this week. We'll just put out the music section. We'll have that up until Sunday. And then on Sunday, we'll just combine them and throw it back out as, as one. I uh, apologize once again. I hope that y'all understand that we don't want to put out bad quality at all. Uh, thank y'all for y'all's support. And Mr. Prez out. Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez. And with me always on this special day, happy birthday. Yeah, by the time y'all seeing this and y'all hearing this, it's your boy, birthday, 38 years young. You heard me? You heard me? <laughs> Holla. I don't know all that little cliche shit, but yeah, happy to be alive, happy to still be here, happy to still be breathing light of all the things that are going on in the world. It's your boy, Cash. AKA Exact P, what's happening, good people? Cash, what do we have for them today? Man, we got a lot of things, man. Uh, we're going to briefly touch on the inauguration. We also going to take a swift change into Kodak Black <laughs> and Lil Wayne getting the pardon from 45. Uh, we also got your hometown hero, Hank Aaron, passed away. Rest in peace to Hank Aaron. Uh, we got the Tiger documentary. But that's not all we got. We got some sports stuff. And it was an amazing weekend as far as NFC and AFC championship. We're going to break that down. Is Tom Brady the GOAT? Hmm. Interesting. We, we, got, we, we got a lot to get into. I don't know where we're going to go in NFL talk, but I'm just going to tell you from the preliminary conversations we had behind the scenes, you want to stick around for that. Last but not least, it's been a slow month in music, but that, that, that don't matter to us. Don't sleep on the couch podcast. We always find them hidden gems. And now January is just your time to find the gems. If you're a music lover, we got what you're looking for. We got Coder the Friend. We also got King James. He dropped something with his boy uh, JR that we covered a couple weeks ago. So we're going to give you a little bit of indie underground stuff. If you like that rap shit, I ain't even going to call it rapidy rap because sometimes people like to disrespect and say yeah, rapidy yeah. rap ain't real rap, but it is. So we're we going to get into that. But that's not all we got, Prez. Tell them a little bit about Patreon. Patreon, yeah, we got that set up. We got a couple people that's been supporting us and been supporting us since day one. We have three different tiers. We got a $3, $5, and $10 tier. We just recently readjusted some of those tiers and what, what you get with each tier. And uh, the main thing on the top tier now, we can set up a Zoom that we're going to have on the third Saturday every month. But with those... What you're able to do is just, like, help us up with behind-the-scenes stuff, the cost that we have revolving monthly over here. And that's, like, for all our music set up, like, all these programs that we get to, to deliver this stuff out, they ain't free. You know what I mean? The podcast is fun and everything, but that stuff ain't free. And we like to bring high-quality content to you. So with that, uh, some of the stuff costs a little bit more than, more than most. So if you want to go out and help us support on that, you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash DSC underscore podcast. And you can also do the same thing. We got merch as well. So as you can see, Prez got a one-on-one on. 40 days, 40 nights, trying to live up to the hype. Okay, all right, right. He got that J Electronica. I hate that he made me say it and he wore the sweatshirt today. <laughs> but no, no, no. Shout out to J Electronica. But yo, we got one-on-one. If you want your favorite lyrics on the back of your shirt and you want a DSC podcast sweatshirt, t-shirt, let us know and we will definitely... Link you up and we'll get it to you. But of course, right now we just start starting on the low scale, do the one on one thing, and yeah, then yeah. we'll eventually uh, pop up. up. But our Teespring is teespring.com forward slash DSC underscore podcast. Check that out. 
and we got the old logo, the new logo up on T-shirts that you go for there. I mean, just go out and support. And if you do support, if you do wear the gear, go ahead and make sure you hit us up on our Instagram. We'll make sure we spotlight you on there. Yeah, that's it, man, man. Uh, but yeah, like like I said, man, we got the music, sports, life. Let's, you want to get into the show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. We're going to start off with the inauguration. Yeah, let's for sure, off, for sure. Let's, let's, start, let's, let's start off on a strong point, man, yeah. on a strong point, man. So how do you, how do you feel, man? It, it's the four years of 45 is over with, and, and, and we into a new regime. This new regime isn't exactly squeaky clean. No, they're not. Um, but how, what did you get from the little bits and pieces that you watched from the inauguration? Man, it, it takes forever for them to get to the White House. <laughs> That's the first thing. <laughs> like, that was a long ceremony. Hey, but the, the lead up into it, I mean, you had your funny moments, you know, Bernie Sanders out there. I know you've seen all the memes and stuff at this point, him out there chilling. But that, that told me right off jump, it's cold out there, bro. Yeah, it was yeah. cold. He had your grandmama's mittens on. <laughs> <laughs> it was cold out there. Then you had uh, you had a couple of different stars come out there and do stuff. What you had Garth Brooks, you had Lady J-Lo. Gaga, J Lo. They came out, did their songs and everything. But I think the person who like stole the show even more than the inauguration speech to me was uh, Amanda Gorman with mm-hmm. her poem. Yep. Oh man. That thing was fire, bro. Like she already, I I never heard of her before. Like uh, I think we got our next Maya Angelo and she keep this up though. Like I, I mean, she, she was twenty. Like she had her quick, uh, man. She had about twenty two, twenty three, something yeah. like that. Yeah. That's crazy, man. So, but yeah, shout out to her. That poem was beautiful, man. I, I know my wife really was digging it as well. So, for her to big somebody up as being um, one of the people that she she loves poetry. So. I know it had to be good, so I had to check it out, and it definitely lived up to the hype. Cause I, we over here in Germany, I, I'm sorry, I fell asleep. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I had to yeah. had to watch the had to watch the highlights. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know it hey, is what it is. I know one thing you did catch though. What's that, Michelle? Oh man, <laughs> damn, Mich- Michelle's just flawless, man. She is just like it, like she walk on water, man. Like you know you. It's like your family member that you're always proud to see, make you feel good. Anything could be going wrong in the world. You just talk to old Auntie Michelle and yeah. things is all right, man. Things is all right. Hey, man, like I said, man, man I, yeah. I don't want to get into politics, but in, in my lifetime, I would love to see two women running the country, and I'm going to leave it at that. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, Michelle Obama, man, she came out there killing it in her outfit, man. It just, just... Showing that strong, proud black image, you know what I mean? Yeah, just, yeah. just putting that up. That strong black woman leading a strong black man, you know. So yeah, yeah that was absolutely a great image to see every time, man. For it's sure, just like, man. and they never disappoint. You know, kind of moving on from that. Like as I was watching it and, and thinking back to myself and, and getting in my feelings, you know, I had a sense of pride, a sense of just like yo, you know, accountability. Because like I said before, there's a lot of things that. I agree with and don't agree with as far as Biden's policies prior to being president and Kamala and all these other things, but they got a lot to prove. It's a lot of accountability to be had. It's a lot of promises that are made, you know, um, but at the end of the day, I'm going to stay on the positive side. It was inspirational for women in my family, my daughters. I mean, they're still young. My oldest daughter is 17, so uh, we chatted about it briefly, and just for them to be able to see this, a black president, you know, a couple of years ago, all in their lifetime, you know, you got to think, president, have we ever, we ain't never see that, like, until I, we were. Like, like, it's preached, like, that's something, like, people got to understand, too, like, why you so happy to see that? And the reason why is just like, because that stuff is preached to you. Representation. But until you actually yeah. see it, you don't believe it can happen. You know what I mean? You got those people that's going to always try to be there, but it's something always like holding them back, keeping them down. Somebody go tarnish their image right before they about to make that leap and just, no, no, it, it can be done. You you ain't lying to your son or your daughter at that point of saying like, hey, you can be anything in this world. You can even be president of the United States. I mean, that was like, hey, people said that back in the day when I was growing up, like, come on, man. Mm, yeah, you was no like, <laughs> yeah, you was like a president. <laughs> yeah. But you know, now it's it's something, and especially for women, and how hard that women have to fight just to be considered equal. And, e- and even when they are better than us, and I know we both can attest to yeah. how our wives flawlessly handle things that we we just we not adapt. We we not we are socially inept. We are we are everything as far as 
on the far end of the spectrum to their good opposite, polar opposites. They exactly. do shit with su- such ease and take care of shit. That's why I said like I wouldn't be too surprised if that we you know we did eventually see in our lifetime two women presidents because I think that shit would be ran a little bit better, a lot better. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, again. I mean, it's a possibility now. We know we've seen it. It's just making yeah. that next step up now. Uh, I will say the other good thing about the inauguration, the unity, man. The unity that he did have, that he was speaking on, that you got with the other presidents. You had Bush. You had Bill Clinton. You had Obama there. You know, all the ones that was Pence being there. You know, it seemed like he's bringing everything back together. And I, I really Respectability. do appreciate that. It's all, it's all the restore the feeling, man. Like, you know, again, America is not not perfect, and we and these are the thoughts of DSC podcast, not our our official job capacities. I just want to say that and put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we we have to restore the feeling of like, yo, we all don't have to agree with each other. Like, I follow people on social media or in real life that I don't agree with. Yep, just for the sake of seeing a different perspective. You know what I mean? But we all can't come together. Like when nine eleven happened. That's the only time I could remember that we were, that's how I remember we were fully together as a nation because no matter whether you was from the hood or from 90210, you have from any background coming to serve the military and I and I came across those types. So I know when something happens, we can all band together, but it just seems like we've lost our way and, and I'm happy that it looked like it's the beginning to finding our way back. Will it happen over the course of the next four years? Let's see. We'll see. And... And we got to keep the foot on their necks. In two years, you know, again, we got to keep this up. Keep it up. Be involved. Don't ever, you know, if you into sports, if you into fantasy football and all that stuff that you listen to us for, kind of try to cheat that. Like politics. Get a little bit more into it. If you ain't investing enough, your money ain't right, give $20 a month. Start small and and, and let's see where we go with this. And, And we'll definitely, I know I personally will be paying Way more attention than I ever have in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So speaking of like the old <laughs> regime, like leaving, right? The day before he left, man, dropping those pardons left and right, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> Did he free Big Meech too? I, I, I was waiting on it. <laughs> I think I'm Big Meech. Larry Hoover. <laughs> he was just clearing the slate for everybody, man. Everybody, man. Good to see uh, Kodak Black, you know. I was hearing that uh, that it was Jackson, Lamar Jackson, the one who wrote the letter to ask for, you know, the pardon of Oh, what? Kodak. Lamar? Yeah, I was just like, huh? Lamar wasn't out there, like, beating the drum for Trump from what I know or anything like this, right? Uh, but, you know, he was... Looked at it and said, yeah, yeah, that's good. So, first off, before we go into both of these, man, these dudes, they did mess up. Point blank, they messed up. <laughs> For like, sure. Come no. on, man. Like, y'all can't be going up here with all these gun charges and everything. I know y'all, like, it's the lifestyle that we, that's the hip-hop lifestyle. You got to be out there protecting yourself at some point. But we can't lose y'all or the art form to this nonsense, man. So we got to find, like, as hip-hop, man, we got to find a way to, like, end all this, man. We don't need people to, what, Benny was shot? Uh, In Houston. Yep, yeah, yep. like, man, like, come on, man. We, I understand this part of the game, but damn, man. Like, come on, we got to stop this nonsense. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. But the other one, I'm going to get to the other one. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne ain't even started his bid yet. No, he ain't. He get pardoned before he even got... Well, he got charged, so you can, you can get got, pardoned from a charge. Okay, okay. This is the part that irked me about Wayne. That's different from the Kodak Black situation. Lil Wayne came out, it was around about March or... or no, it was around about May time frame, right after the George Floyd and everything. I ain't never experienced no racism. I ain't part of all these movements. I'm far away and all this little stuff. And then lo and behold, come around about November time frame... He wanted to throw his hat up in the mix and say, this is who we should go vote for and all this. But you wasn't a leader before. You wasn't a leader before. You came out and said that. You're like, I just make music and I do this. I live my life. I ain't never experienced all this. So I don't need to like, but you want to be a leader when you're coming out there and you're going to say, hey, vote for this person. Lo and behold, it looks like it was something behind the scenes, Cash. The man was, he had something in for it, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. He, he was going to get pardoned. That's that's how it looks. I don't care what you're going to tell me. That's how it looks from this point of view. And 
the fact that you willing to sell out everybody and you wasn't even much really paying attention, it was just what was going to protect you. If you if you gave me good points about this guy, yeah, I, I would probably look at it. You know what I mean? I look at you a little bit different. But when he came out and dropped this pardon, that tell me y'all work some kind of backroom deal. I ain't, we ain't stupid, man. We ain't. I don't think the world is that stupid. Like it was something else going on. And for that right there, man, I, I'm I'm no longer supporting Wayne. I ain't listening to another song. I'm telling you, I'm done. The dude has did nothing but. I don't, I don't know what he did positive at this point or anything that's more positive enough to, like, overlook that. The dude is extremely selfish at this point, and I don't condone that, man. It's, it's constantly, like, all these other rappers and the New Age ones, like, they're getting more involved, and they, they work for purpose. We was talking about Kyrie last week. You know what I mean? Like, give a damn. I don't think Wayne does. I don't. No, I, I don't, man. But when you when you consider his his uh, his lifestyle, right? Uh, he's been relatively rich since he was about fourteen, fifteen, with cash money and kind of being with Brian and uh, and Slim, right? So you can't really when he gets into trouble, he's of the ilk of that rich lifestyle. Like, yeah, I did this, but I don't. I'm above the law, and and that's kind of how. It goes. Now, me being from where I'm from, I know that if you get caught up, if you can get out of it and you wrong, you're going to do everything you can do to get out of it and be wrong. It's so many free my ninjas, this free my ninja that, but your ninja shot like 12 people or your ninja did, did your ninja actually did that crime. But why is it free him? And I'm not here to say what what's right or wrong. I just know that little Wayne much like other people of other colors and hues, is afforded the opportunity to have that connection and that money to be able to get out of shit even when he's wrong. So when he takes the opportunity to do it, I'm not faulting him strictly because I would not try to be away from my family for 10 years. And then my question I want to punt to you and then I'll, you know, I'll come back is if you have you ever gotten in trouble to the point where you were ever facing any type of jail time? No, I have never. Have you ever gotten in trouble to where you was facing some type of punishment you didn't want? Yes. Okay. What yeah. was it? If 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 okay, well, what was it if you feel like sharing? I don't feel like sharing. Okay. So since you don't feel like sharing, you I would say then, okay, if you could have gotten out of it by by doing something else to get out of it. If it was a who you know, what you know, who you can reach out to to get you out of it, would you have done it? Um no. You would have just took your punishment. I, I would like when it's when it's when I'm put faced with a decision and is it gonna affect other people or I'm steering other people down the path. I made that decision. I did that. I gotta own up to that. That's just the way I am. I understand that we talking about years off your your life or whatever, yeah. right? But at the same time, you're talking about millions of people. You're talking about a nation that you could affect. If enough people like goes off your word and your word, you're willing to sell everything down a river without looking at it just to cut your time. That's the part that I'm a little bit at. And I ain't part of no council culture. I ain't, I ain't with all that nonsense, man. I'm just saying, me personally, me personally, I'm done and I won't go back to it. Like, I can't support at this point. But whatever anybody else want to do, I respect y'all decision. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to keep listening, I'm just saying, like, don't come at me. It's like, did you hear the new Wayne? I'm going to be like, no. No, I did not. And I will not hear the new Wayne. Hey, if you don't respect the decision, you don't respect the decision. I, I'm just saying that that's a difficult position to be in to whether I'm going to do 10 years or if if I do this, you're going to pardon me? Yeah? Okay. I'm, I'm going to do it. Like, I, I can understand that mind frame because he's already in the wrong. Like, he did it. He pled, well, I can't say he pled guilty. I don't have anything pulled up here. And we don't know really behind the scenes. I'm just, we remember again, we talking about how the optics look, yeah. how it looks and how you can, like, until somebody actually speaks, this is how you got to, like, I'm going to. His gonna... lawyer, his lawyer came out and said that's not what it was. But, I mean, you could sign uh, non-disclosure agreements and mm -hmm. all these different type of things, and he don't never really have to tell us. What really what, went on? What really what it was, but, but Wayne ain't been involved in nobody else's politics. Never. And now for this one, and now you magically get pardoned. It just seems weird, man. Yeah, seems extremely weird situation. And bro, you was willing to sell out everything. You selling out a whole nation, just cut years, just cut years. Yeah, like you, <laughs> yeah, you, just to cut you years. Seen, <laughs> you 
seen how like how all the, I can't condone that. Ten like, years, the fact that you didn't years, want to take Fred. up a leadership role any other time, but then you stood up and took that leadership role and say, "Hey, this is who we should be voting for," and it turns out it was just a pardon. You wanted a pardon. That's selfish, bro. That's extremely selfish. It is, but like I keep coming back to 10 years is 10 years, bro, and I'm not trying to lose my my freedom for 10 years. And if that's what I have to do, given all the shit that I've I've done, maybe maybe he makes atonement for it on his within, but that's the only way he can live right. Maybe he don't even give a damn about what you talk about, about the people and about all these different type of things. And maybe at that point, you got to take the stance that you you have to take. You know what I'm saying? As far as I'm not, I'm just not rocking with you no more. But at this age that we're at, this is what we care about. If things went, we care about we care about your your integrity. We care about you being standing tall and and, and being a man about yours and, and having some type of uh, I'm probably not saying the word, but like validity behind what you stand for. So that's where we're at as yeah. as men right now. Um, the only way I way I pivot from you is like. I understand. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, I understand. I and totally then, understand. So, but I'll tell you something else. I think this $100 million that he sold all his royalties, I think it was some money behind it, too. He, oh, had, yeah. to, he had to give a call with some money, oh, too. Yeah. So now that makes a little bit more sense. I look at that in a different light now. But, uh, like I said, when you get out there and you're trying to, you're trying to sway other people. Like when you're gonna, when you can get out there and correct your own way, if it was just paying money, I wouldn't even say it, say a damn thing. I would be like, hell yeah, I would have done the same thing. Say when you're trying to affect other people, never known you to step up on any of these situations, and now you want to step up, and it turns out it was just for this, bro. I can't respect that. I can't respect that at all. I can dig it. I can dig it. I can dig it. I can dig it, man. Bro, this dude just sold us out. Like, like he would he would sell you out for anything, man. He would be. I ain't, I ain't gonna say later on, man. Later on in my life, man. We'll, we'll come. We'll come back to this conversation. Maybe you know. Maybe he makes atonement for his his mistakes and his gun charges, or maybe he moves a little bit more diligently and not you know moves to the point. Like I, you never know when you get into certain shit when you, when you are a rapper, and as you know, like you said, rappers are kind of under attack. And and anytime they go out and about, especially if they want to live the way they want to live, they want to rock. It change the jewelry or just it's people, always somebody else. Always somebody that want what you got, and yeah. and we coming upon hard times. But maybe maybe he could make atonement for all the things and the riches that he that he has, and kind of try to give back to community and be a little bit more out there with it. Or maybe he's doing things behind the scenes. I don't know. But another person that, which yes, I totally agree. He could be doing that behind the scenes. But next time you get up there and talk, speak on that portion. Then say I ain't been doing this, and I don't see. Don't don't be. Like, yeah, he say ain't no racism, ain't none of this. Like, it's, it's been documented everywhere. Don't don't sit here with that lie. But like Charles Barkley said, man, I ain't a role model. A lot of these dudes are not role models when it all all said and done. So speaking of role models that have failed, mm-hmm. did you watch the Tiger Doc? Failed? Why did you say Tiger failed? I don't. He did. Was... He failed as a role model, like to a lot to a lot of people. To a lot of people. What? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. For what he did, I don't consider that failure. Cheat, he was cheat. just living a different he was lifestyle. He just cheating and doing drugs. You know what I'm saying? So man. HBO just came out with a Tiger Woods documentary called Tiger. Uh, simple as that with like a very in-depth, um, deep dive into his life and just very, you know, from the very beginning, from his father just really, you know, being the puppet master behind his genius, his stardom all the way up into adulthood and, and kind of what he got through. And it went through his father's death and all that different type of stuff. This is probably something that you already knew about. Like, as you watch, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. But now that it's kind of, you know, encapsulated all in one, two hours, I'm not sure how many parts it is. I know I saw two parts so far. I don't know if that's the whole thing. But, I mean, it, it was it was kind of like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, all the different things that I was kind of seeing in there it was like, it's no wonder why he just busted out and, and did some of the things he did later on in life. You know, like the, the stronghold of the parental yeah. uh, guidance that he had, uh, you know, do his compartmentalization, like with his friendships, his parents, the game that he loved and all these different type of things. Like it seemed like he was so wound up and wanted to be himself and wanted to be a role model, but... He had these sexual fetishes and he had these things that he, that a lot of us, like he went to rehab for something that I think that 
a lot of dudes just do on a normal basis. If I'm being honest with you, in your in your younger twenties, like you smash a whole lot of shorties. You know what I'm saying? Like it happens. You, you do your thing. You run through them. And then, yeah, I think it had to do with the lifestyle that they was living because, I mean, it came out later, like, when it's talking about his dad, everybody around him was pretty much doing that same thing. So he probably thought it was just, like, commonplace. And, like, the unfortunate thing is, like, he got caught with his and all this. But, uh, I mean, I think it, it comes with that level of fame that he was getting. And he was just looking for somebody to be with him constantly. But, I mean, to respect him on that level. But he still wanted to go out and do his business, man. He... He wasn't ready for that that settle down portion, but uh, I, I I still don't think that negates all the the achievements he had. You know, no, absolutely not. Um, you know, and his injuries and a lot of other things derailed him. Not necessarily the things that were going on in his personal life, as I think that that had a lot to do with um, some of the things he was going through. But he just had a freaking innate ability to just block a lot of crap out. And go perform like that was on. That's on Jordan level. That's on Tom Brady level. That's on uh, LeBron level. That's on Kobe level. Kobe level to the point of just no matter what's going on, you able to go out there score eighty one. You able to close out a game in a flu game. You able to damn near be walking on the back nine with a broken leg and still whooping everybody ass. And everybody is just that scared of you because you tiger. Yeah, you know, and and all that comes with that. That 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 big head that that I'm larger than life type shit. Like he was cheating out in the open to the point where it was like, damn, Tiger be a little bit more discreet, player. Like you ain't never cheat before. Like you know, hold it down. <laughs> you know, like, but yeah, I, I guess you live and you learn, man. Like I, I think you want to hear my hot take. Go ahead. I think his old lady knew the whole time, bro. Oh, definitely. Old lady knew the whole I mean, time. Like I said, like look at the way his dad was and the other people around him, like. All them knew, and he just thought it was part of the lifestyle of the golfer. Yeah, I don't you know how I many. You know, I ain't trying to call nobody out, but I mean, let's just talk in general terms. How many times in other families, your family, that you know that somebody was doing dirt the whole time, but as long as you ain't bring that shit on the front porch, ain't nobody say nothing. Ain't nobody say nothing. Ain't nobody I, say nothing. I think this is one of those instances. Yeah. Tiger's like, like, how damn, much money dog. He worth? Yeah, like, damn, dog. You, you just gonna. Put me out there in front of the whole world, like you just, you just at Applebee's, just cheating openly. You Tiger Woods, bro. Why in the world he at Applebee's? And I'm just throwing Applebee's. Out there. I don't know if he was at Applebee's, but it was some regular ass restaurant where he had one of his joints. It was like 14, 15 women, and it was like that. I was like, oh, you know, because I didn't pay. I mean, I paid attention to golf because it was Tiger Woods. It was a a black man or what he called himself, a, a Caucasian or something. I don't know, man. Well, I don't he, know. He, he black, man. Yeah. Like he, he, you minute you, you black when something. you get arrested. You black. That's what <laughs> <laughs> When they pulled your ass over, when you had all them perks yeah. and shit in you, you was, a, you was black. I'm, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't call you the Caucasian, whatever it was <laughs> that you called yourself on that Oprah show. But, yo, man, like like I said, man, it's an excellent doc. Great, great doc on on that, and I and the amazing part, just like talking about how you was like two years old on up, you know, just constantly just living on the golf course, not really having that outside life, and it's bound to happen. You 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 hear these stories. We had a couple thirty for thirty docs where you'd have had these prodigy athletes. I think uh, the Raiders quarterback that that one I forget this dude name, but yeah, it's not Derek Carr. No, 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 okay. it's not Derek Carr. Uh, but he's no prodigy. But, but the one guy that was like you know groomed from like a child, you know, to be that perfect quarterback. Yeah. And they speaking about him in Sports Illustrated long before and, you know, just held him and not really having that social life. And that's what kind of like, mm, you know, it at a point they're going to break. They're going to break. Luckily, he ain't go down too deep down and like we ain't catch him like smoking crack in the back alley or something like that. But hey, hey, <laughs> he had his vices, you know. As we all do, man, as we all do. So I know we talked about a little bit about Tiger. We talked about Wayne and Kodak Black. Everybody has their vices. Everybody has their things that they, we we have our vices. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, in life, man, shit, sometimes shit just happens. You got to roll with the punches. It's how you bounce back from from your mistakes. Uh, but sometimes, you know, people, you know, we have one of the legends that lived a full life and it's nothing like, any of the stuff that we just discussed is just uh it's your man from back home, Hank Aaron, man. Oh yeah, man. Man. Hank Aaron, man. Like just his passing is 
Hank Aaron back in the day, man, just like him breaking that record and being a black guy that broke that record from Babe Ruth and stuff like this, like didn't really get all the accolades that he wanted at the time or he should have gotten at the time because it was just like, nah. And, and from Mobile, Alabama, like they didn't want to give him the parade and all this little stuff that anybody else, the hometown hero, break all that record they would do. I just know from growing up there, like personally, like the stuff that was named after him, like he didn't always come back and like he didn't he didn't see it in a fond eye. Like like they wanted to say like it was for him. He still remembered all the stuff they put him through and how they shunned him, like when all those records were getting broken. And I definitely think he's getting his accolades now, uh as he should. But it would have been nice if he could have got him while he was still doing that process, you know? Being from where he was from. He didn't truly get the praise that he should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, man. Um, I know my grandfather. You know, God rest his soul, man. Like he was a huge Hank Aaron fan, Muhammad Ali, and, and pretty much any other black figure that was out there doing their their thing and breaking barriers. Um, he was a huge fan of. So, you know, you know. Without further ado, we give him you know a couple moments of silence and you know rest in peace, Hank Aaron. Hey, Cash, you ready to do this? Let's go ahead and uh, recognize our Patreon supporters. Give them a shout out. We got Tate. It's my boy, Blue. We got Marty, silent partner. Take that, take that, take that. Uh, we got Quay Quay. Pop, lock, and drop it. <laughs> God, finally got you something, Quay. Yes, yes. <laughs> we got uh, Errol Jackson. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh. Yeah, we got Bird. Birdman. We got Ryan. Jack Ryan, that's my boy. I'll let you, man. We got Mum Well over in Texas. More money, more money, more money. Uh, we got Jared. Lil J on the track. Yeah, we got Kazer. Kazer Cushion. We smoked that. Can't say that. <laughs> we got we got tires. Oh, uh, is that Oakland Zone? That's Oakland Zone. That's right Oakland there. Zone. Too short in the flesh. Yeah, we got Rodney. Oh, Rodney Jenkins. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's easy. Uh, and then we got Corey. Oh man, the foundation is the man who even gave a dollar before we even had Patreon set up. So shout out to you, brother. And then last but not least, we got a new member, man, uh, Archery. That's my man. That's my man. Uh, so we're going to call him Mr. Antisocial. He already know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our list of names, man. Definitely want to keep shouting y'all out. Thank y'all for everything that y'all give. We almost up to the point where we're covering all our uh, revolving fees. We got probably like another $10, $15, and we we reaching there, and we're covering those revolving yeah. fees. Then everything else truly is going back in to just for upgrades and looking to find something new to add to the pod. So. I think this is probably the perfect segue. We can stick to the sports, get to the sports, man, because I know you, I know you want to get to Tom Brady's the greatest. Let's hold that one. <laughs> let's let's hold that one. We ready for this? We really oh. gonna dive into this? Oh, we can, we can talk about the games itself. You know, we can build up. Let, let's not give it to him right away. Okay, let's build okay. up. Let's build up. Okay, so the games, man. So we had Green Bay versus uh, Tampa Bay. Green Bay. You know, had, they played one time this season, right? Yeah. And they got they their got, boot smoke. They got spanked, right? So, but you knew, like, Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to let that happen again, right? Lo and behold, Tampa Bay goes up to this cold weather. Wasn't no snow. Wasn't in the best conditions for Green Bay situation. That defense, that Tampa Bay defense came out and outlasted once again. Thank you for saying that. Because this is what I want to get across to everybody and all the Tom Brady aficionados and lovers, uh, New England transplants to Tampa Bay that's retiring now, whatever. Listen, your man played a rather pedestrian game. 20 for 36, (laughs) uh, 280 yards, three TDs, three interceptions. Listen, listen. (laughs) Should have had a fourth. If we're being if we're being real, if you watch that entire game, Tampa Bay Bucks fans, y'all know that defense won that game for them. Even that, I mean, like you you can't stop Aaron Rodgers. Like let's let's be clear, but you can you can't just stay in front of him. It's kind of like basketball. As long as you stay in front of him and make it hard for him, that's kind of a win. You know what I mean? Because if he's able to pick you apart, so that that defense was able to get key turnovers. When it all comes down to it, who do you want with the ball 
in their hands with a couple minutes to go. It, it, it is Tom, it is Tom yeah. Brady. You know he can manage it and keep You know it he can manage it. He can blank out all that shit that happened all throughout the game, three interceptions, three TDs. He had ups and downs, ebbs and flows to the game. But the difference is that game was one, Prez, I think in that first half, bro. Yeah, I think right before they went in at halftime, yeah. uh, JPP and Shaq Barrett, like, man, they was over there just, like, they was living in that backfield. Like, every time he stepped back, did his little five-step drop, they were like, oh, you're going to go down and you want me to hit you this time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it seemed like, yep, like yep. they was going back. Because they was, they was taking the five steps back with him. Them linemen wasn't doing nothing. Like, he, he needs... They may be pretty good, man. They they was getting, they, made, they made them look like kids. Yeah, they was they was <laughs> they, they was getting home to the point where like Aaron didn't even have time to do his patent step up, move around. No, they was there. Like it was no time for the step up. It was no yep. time for the extra. It was like right there, they got it. But like I said, man, um, you know, kudos to the defense. The defense needs a lot more more praise than it's getting. You know, you're gonna hear a lot of goat talk. You're even gonna hear from us because at the end of the day. That man won the game and made the plays when he needed to make the plays. I feel like Aaron Rodgers wasn't allowed to make certain plays late in the game. Especially like when you're going to talk about the fourth quarter, four minutes left on the clock, and what do they do? They kick a field goal. Like, why? why? Like, you're fourth and goal. Go for it at this point. It's either if if I'm going out, I want to go out trying. My hardest. Right. I don't want to like let's play the numbers game and let's go over here. Like let's let's see what would happen. No, we three, got a chance right now. Three let's straight, go for was it. Was it three straight passes before we got to the fourth down situation? I think so. You had your chances. No, you go again. Oh, okay. You but hit I'm, him I'm again. just saying. I'm just saying. It's easy to scapegoat the coach as the reason why some shit didn't happen. Yes, that was a terrible call. But you did have three chances prior to no, that. I'm not scapegoating the coach. I'm not scapegoating the coach. I'm just saying, like at that point, just go for it. Like, no, I just don't want Aaron Rodgers to escape. No, no, no. Don't criticism. Don't, no, no, no. Don't don't. I'm saying, just don't. At that point, it's all of nothing. That is the all of nothing point. You know, if you get that ball back to Tom Brady with all the weapons that he have on offense, the chances of them getting a couple first downs is is high. Yeah, it was high. You know the analytics. That's a high problem. I think the analytics says something crazy, like between nine and ten percent either way on what they did with that that situation. But yeah, analytics don't speak to having an MVP and not having an MVP because he will be the MVP of the league this season. I don't think they're going to give it to Pat Mahomes again. So I I think Aaron Rodgers ultimately win that MVP come February sixth. Like I said, man, he had opportunities before that. To get right, you know what I'm saying, as far as those three downs beforehand. Not saying that it shouldn't have gotten to a fourth down in the court and the uh, coach shouldn't have trusted him with that, but I think that was playing it way too safe. Way too safe. When you got Aaron Rodgers there, you live and die by that. You live and die by it. like I, I personally got more faith in his arm than somebody else's boot. Yeah. Period. I mean, I only seen, like, I think the last game I seen was that Tennessee Titans game where he went and he had the ball at the one-yard line, you know. Like, that is somebody who, like, I I have no faults in that team. They tried everything they could all the way to the end. You know what I mean? But also, you know. But with with this one, I'm like, y'all didn't really try. What about that other field goal play, though, that to where Aaron Rodgers seemed like he had a, a line to run it in? And then he just ran, and then he just tried to do that little short pass when he saw somebody open. Do you think he should? Me, personally, I had to tweet out. I was like, yo, you got to lay out. You got to put it all on the line. Yeah. Like Cam Newton, he putting his body on the line for that. John Elway, you everybody remembers that John Elway play where he got spun around like a helicopter but still got in there. But uh, at I, that point, I, I can see, like, because, like, if he makes that move and he gets hit, he's in the Super Bowl, but he ain't in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, chance. it's a chance, and that. That's, well, what what chance you willing to take, man? You willing to sit home and be safe and sound, or or get to the Super Bowl? I definitely feel you on that one. I definitely feel you on that one. You know what I mean? So, do you think that this uh, puts a chink in his legacy, Aaron Rodgers specifically? No, because he he made it to the championship game. He's lost four times in the NFC Championship. If this was if this was somebody else, oh, we wouldn't be giving him. Because he got one Super Bowl, now he he done he done 
Yeah, he, gone to some, legit to me. Like he is legit, but there's other people that have lost in the in the um, but I either in the Super Bowl and or NFC championships a lot beforehand. I'm a, I'm gonna put my man out there, Donovan McNabb. Like he got to a lot of NFC championships, lost one. You know what I'm saying? Like he don't get that benefit of the doubt. Why the fuck Aaron Rodgers get that benefit of the doubt? Like you've you had this time and opportunity to go up against what everybody, well, what a lot of people may consider the goat. And you lost, and this time it's at the crib. Yeah, yeah. It's at the crib. Like, you, you, bro, like, what, what's the excuse there? Like, I know it's, okay. it's you one of, you one of 52, 53, so, sorry. So, if I give you these names, tell me, if you had these game, uh, these guys at any point in their, uh, they're available for the free agency, right? These five guys was available at the free agency. Tell me which one, and they, was at the top of their games at this point. They're all at the top of their games, some kind of way magically get released from their uh, contract. They're available. Your team. Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Brett Favre, and uh, Tom Brady. Which one is you grabbing for your team? Always bet on Pat. Oh, okay. So that's what I'm saying. Quit the GOAT talk. Everybody <laughs> will come out and say something different. You can't be the GOAT if nobody's going to put you at the top. If I say all those same things, I say you got MJ, you got Kobe, you got LeBron, and you building your, your the thing, all them available at their free agency, which one are you taking? Oh, I'm taking MJ. You know, I'm an MJ guy. Some stuff is solidified, bro. Yeah. It's solidified. Well, by I mean, you, 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 talk, you talking about, you, like, you see, okay, so right now, right now, People talking, talking about, about talk you talking about moves. the top of their game talking, right now. Talking you talking about the top of their game, huh? or you talking about what are you talking about the top of their game, or just whatever their peak, their I'm, peak I'm, level. I'm saying when they was at the top of their game and they was all oh about, at the top of their game. Are, I'm, I'm I'm taking uh, Tom Brady all the time. You're gonna take Tom Brady over Pat Mahomes. Yeah, you're gonna take Tom Brady over Peyton Manning. Top at the top of his game. Yeah, man, he just wins. It's something to be said about winning. Are you, I'm, I'm not a, a big stat guy, big so theatrics you're, you're guy. You're a big Robert Ory fan. Come on, man. You can't compare Tom Brady to Robert Ory. <laughs> if man. you're going to just you say can't if you get the chips. You can't compare. If you just get the chips. No, I said it's about winning. Why, why are you ain't throwing He is very instrumental in his team winning. Troy Aikman ain't there because of the quarterback play. I don't feel like his quarterback play warrants it. I feel like I've seen more than enough from Tom Brady having a very crucial hand at his team winning versus a Troy Aikman. Like, that's just me from, from a quarterback standpoint. Like, I feel like Troy Aikman had a lot around him at all times for him to be great. I don't feel like that Ta- always Tampa Bay ain't got that? They ain't got that on Tampa Bay? Yeah, because this man is 43 years old. Yeah, you're going to have that. You need weapons for a 43-year-old. <laughs> but when he was in his prime... He ain't always have the best wide receiver. I mean, the best wide receiver he had was Randy Moss, and that was what for one, two years. Man, this dude. Two years out of twenty. Two years out of twenty years playing over there, he had Randy Moss for two years, and that was his best. He had Troy Brown, Wes Welker. Come on, man, Gronkowski was his best receiver, and he was a tight end. He had Gonzalez. Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. Hernandez. I'm Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no disrespect to Aaron Chief Hernandez. Great, but. What I'm saying is he he made do with what he had to make do with. Like, every team, every quarterback is in a system. Like, like I, it boggles my mind for people to say that he's a system quarterback. Well, let, let me, let me, let me, let me uh, ask you a question. Mm-hmm. You're a Raiders fan. Yep. Do y'all implement a system? Yeah. We implemented that caters to system. That, 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 that caters to Derek Carr's strong suits? Or should, or you want one that caters to his strong suits? Uh, I mean, we tried to. Should he should he win with it? Are you going to take some shit from other people saying, oh, he a system quarterback because he finally got the right OC and he finally got the right head coach that are calling the right plays for him? It's always been about a system. Everybody's a system quarterback, system running back, system this. It's, it's if, all the- if you got all these guys on here, they coming out, he's not at the top of my list. He he has graduated into a league. Why? Because he don't got the flair and the blue fifty two. Exactly. Pink on. Exactly. He ain't doing all that exactly. extra shit. It's the theatrics. Exactly. So you falling for the theatrics? There's no falling for the theatrics. I fall for what I know and I can see. Like this dude is. He's doing great. the same he's, shit. No, he's not. He's changing no, he's the play at the line. He's doing the same shit Peyton Manning was doing no. all these years. Why well, I come Peyton come beat him all them years? Because oh, Peyton didn't have the help. He. <laughs> 
Peyton didn't have the help. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying like Reggie Wayne. No, 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 Harrison. No, 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 no. Listen, I'm saying Dallas Glow. No, listen. <laughs> Coaching. Belichick had a lot to do with that too. Tony Dungy. Hmm? Tony Dungy's a Hall of Fame co- a coach. Belichick had a lot to do with that. Belichick is like on another. Did Belichick level. have a lot to do with this year? No, he didn't. Did Tom Brady have a lot to do with this year? It is Super Bowl. He's three and seven. <laughs> he have a lot to do with this this year. He's just he's just a passenger, bro. Calm down, <laughs> y'all. Stop this. Oh, uh, <laughs> Winston Junior over here. Hey, <laughs> I threw as many TDs as I threw interceptions, so nobody's gonna talk about it. Like, come on, man. Just, I mean, you know the lyrics, man. The words of T Pain. All I do is come on. Oh, all he do is what? Who? Come on, W-I-N, baby. Win, 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 no matter what. The NFL constantly cheats. I will tell you this, man. We ain't got time for conspiracy theory. The other game, the other game. Let's get to the other game. We had the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I started watching this game. I went to bed. It's the late game over here in Germany, so we talking about like 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I watched like the first quarter and a half. I went to sleep. I was like, this is over with. (laughs) 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 It's over with. Hey, your boy Pat, Pat, Patty, nice man. And hey, once Patty started getting into it, like he wasn't really into it today. He was up like maybe two scores, but once he got pumped, I was like, yeah, it's time to night night, <laughs> night night. It's a, it just feels like the Bills, uh, they they have arrived. Yeah, don't don't like they had an excellent season. I did not see them being in the AFC Championship. I probably saw that being the Ravens. And uh, the Chiefs uh, this year after, you know, so many battles that, not so many, but, you know, Lamar Jackson losing those those first few. But, man, they proved a lot to me, and they proved a lot to, to their to their city. Um, I'm, I'm Look out for them dudes, man. Yeah, as long as look they get a couple more dudes. pieces, man, give him a couple more weapons, like, they're going to be showing up, showing up deadly. Shout out. Did you see Stephon Diggs? <clears throat> Stephon Diggs stayed out that whole entire Chiefs AFC Championship ceremony. Dave, he was on the other side of the field just watching that shit, soaking it all in. Soaking it in. But I love I told, it. I that's love what that I told shit. you. I love I that. told you, like, that was going to be their downfall. The Chiefs had been there, and you can already see, like, the hype that was building behind Buffalo. And it was like, bro, they, they're they're soaking it. They're, they're loving the accolades right now. And you know that initial little thing when you get yeah, all, all the love. You're like, you, you yeah. kind of slack on your what you should be doing, focusing on the game and getting all this. And I know you got those. Top tier athletes, but I know it's like some people in that locker room. Some of them was feeling that, and that's that's when you have like mm-hmm. you, you the freshman up in there, man. And it happens saying something, something time. to be said that like yo, you get in the game, things don't quite go your way, or you like oh shit, this, this team is pretty good. Like yeah. this defense that I thought wasn't that tough to you know um, you know play against, actually playing like you got to understand like these guys are professionals and they up their game at a certain point. In the season, and it's the AFC Championship. It's go broke. Like some guys is just gonna have the game of their lives, and for one Sunday, if you gotta be great, why not be great <laughs> on, that, <laughs> on that day? Yeah, you know what I mean. And it just seemed like those uh the Chiefs were flying around, and they have a defense that does just enough. Yeah, does just enough to do what they need to do. They're not world beaters, but they are good enough to on any given Sunday that they just need a few key stops, and they got that bad man always bet on Pat. On the other side, that he can get you out of a 21-28-0 deficit. It's so, a heartbeat. So with that said, man, we got Kansas City Chiefs versus Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. Who you got? Man, this is this is do I do we have to make a decision right now? Because we got two weeks. Like let's yeah. let's let's get the people something to come back to for the pod. Don't don't ask me these type of questions. Oh, you wanna ask me? Who you got? Who you got? I ain't watching that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about neither one of these teams. Kansas City Chiefs, they can go by the wayside. Tampa Bay, oh, man, they, they finally made a super team that made it there. They're going to have the home team crowd. I don't care. I don't like the story. I, NFL is rigged to me this whole year. They yeah. set this up. Yeah. The same thing happened in 2001, right after, uh, what, 2002. But tough. 2001. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, all see, coming back to it. When head. it came back to Tom tuck, Brady, tuck the tuck rule, and they gave it to him. So and now, now y'all, we had so another now, pandemic. So now y'all see. Now y'all see. Now y'all see exactly what's going on, right? <laughs> and let's now, that, look, look. Oh, let's get Tom Brady back over here. That's going to sell. I can get out of here with that It's been, it's been, sell, it's been selling a lot for the last 20 years, huh? I'm not watching that. Yeah, you will you'll be watching it. No, I won't. I promise right. you I won't watch that. Hey man, I'm inviting you over, man. You're gonna decline my invite? Yes. 
I'm not watching that game. All right, man. All right, man. So, uh, you know, a lot of teams are, you know, what the rest of the teams are on the offseason. And um, a lot of coaching hires have been going down, man. But a lot of coaching hires haven't looked like me and you. <laughs> and I know this is a, a subject that's very near and dear to your heart. Um, I, I want to hear what you got to say, man, because you told me, no, I, Cash, leave it for the pod. I'm going to get it off on the pod, so... The floor is yours, bro. The floor is yours. Man, it just seemed like they got the rule out there, though, whether it's the Rooney rule or whatever it's called, right, where they got to interview these people. But they just come up with this nonsense every year. <laughs> you telling me now they saying people not interviewing good. Bro, these dudes go around every year to these make their little rounds. You telling me they ain't talking to each other, they ain't telling them what they need to say in interview. But if you changing the the the... You changing the goalposts like every time, like nobody's ever gonna hit. So let's stop all the nonsense on all this, man. Saying that you mm-hmm. y'all don't want this to happen. Like you got a guy that's going back to the Super Bowl for the second time. Usually, any team like that, they are taking everybody off that team, and they're becoming like coaches somewhere else. Head coaches, they uh, all your assistants are moving up to defensive coordinators. How many times have we seen that with New quarterback England? coach might leap and go right to a head coaching job? Special teams coach uh, <laughs> goes to a, like New England. They've been getting picked oh, left and right all Josh, this time. Josh McDaniels was like. Been looked at, failed other places, came right back to New England, like and then, got and second, then you third look, chances. And, and then you got the person that's uh, uh, Andy Reid. If you saying like anybody who done came from his tree, then succeeded. Keep that thought. Keep that thought. They done succeeded. Keep, keep that thought. They can go I, out can... there and they constantly succeed. Like so, you know that he picks a good team. So why are you still saying and you want us to buy into this narrative? Oh, he don't interview good. I don't care how he interview. I look at what he's doing on this field, and I what can see done. what he's doing. What he's done, yeah. Like, so you need to get past a damn interview if you're trying to win. And there's a lot of organizations out there that can use somebody like, I don't need somebody out here. Oh, we're going to bite their head off. We're going to fight and hit them at the knees like Detroit over there. Like, come on, he he, could, he wouldn't have been a better option. No. Yeah, <laughs> you, 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 y'all really going to sell me. It's, it's a couple of guys I say, you, you know, they was deserving. You know what I mean? Like, Urban Meyer, like he, yeah, he it's had always off the, stuff, off the merit. Yeah, it's off the merit in what you've done. You had, uh, and we're not asking as as uh, black had, men, as black males, that we want people to be hired just because we're black, because they're black. No, we want a fair shot. That if if proven, I've done X, Y, Z. Hey, for example, I, I'm ho- hoping that I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys, uh, sports fans watching this right now, you you know exactly what I'm about to say as far as the the coaches in the playoffs right now. I'll just give you the championship round from both from both divisions. Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator, Kansas City. Brian Leftwich, offensive coordinator, Tampa Bay Bucks. Todd Bowles, defensive coordinator, Tampa Bay Bucks. Leslie Frazier, DC, Buffalo Bills. Robert Salah Hyde. Robert Salah hired by the, the Jets. Jets yeah. Joe Woods, D.C. for the Cleveland Browns. That is six fucking black coaches. They have minority all made, coaches. My, sorry, sorry. Minority coaches because they're not all not black. Okay. Got it. Minority coaches that have made it to either championship Sunday or the, or the playoffs. Why, why haven't they gotten interviews? Why haven't... It, it, it boggles my mind like to the point of... It's just still at head coaches. Like you, you can't even have um, equality hiring with OCs and DCs. Like they don't have to interview anybody for OC or DC. I, I I did that research and I was like, yo, this is why it's hard to move up the ranks because the prominent positions you can't. It's not even mandated that you have to interview anybody, yeah. but. For me, Prez, it's it's all about the owners. It's the owners. Yeah, it's the it, owners. it ain't on nobody else but the owners. Ain't nothing that Roger Goodell, he worked for the owners. Ain't nothing Roger Goodell could do. It's everything. The, the only people it's on, I would say, is i.e. either that players union getting a lot stronger and trying to put things in place for hiring practices and, and not being all about themselves or putting the onus on the owners, especially in coming off of 2020 and everything that happened. And like, it just seemed like they don't want to bet their money on that. You know what I mean? Like, they'll give these other people a chance. Like I said, you got a special teams coach over here in the Giants. You know what I mean? Like Not even coaches, GMs, too. Like, it's like, man, people, 
of uh, all minorities can run organizations. You just got to give them a goddamn chance. Like well, all this buddy buddy hiring and rehiring guys that have failed time and time and time again. Like I'm all for second chances, but it's some cats on their third and fourth chance right now. That and this is why. Like you was like I was talking about the XFL last year and all this. This is why I want competition. Because once they start having that and eyes are going to this other channel as well, they're going to have to start doing this and stop looking and being so biased. They're going to have to hire the best person that's going to put the best product out there on the field that's going to get them these championships. And we'll have these teams like stop doing this nonsense of just like hiring these Gase should have never had a job. Gase, point, point blank. He should have never had the job. But because one person spoke up for him, that's what got him the job over there. But you telling me, hey, all these other coaches shouldn't have got a chance on that? It's crazy. It's crazy. This this rule is 18 years old. I mean, it, it got established in, what, 2003, if, if I'm doing public math, right? And, you know, as of, like, 2019, you only had seven minority head coaching hires. And that's before the rule was in place. <laughs> Seven hires before 2003 that were minority. And you guessed it. Art, uh, what's, what's your guy? Art Shell. Art Shell. Cornell. Cornell. Romeo uh, Cornell. Herm, Herm, Herm Edwards. Uh, Tony Dungy. Tony the Dungy. fact that we can sit here and just name all these is just <laughs> off memory. I don't have it written down here. I, I just got seven head coaches before the rule. Uh, you had San, yeah. uh, uh, San Diego coach uh, this last year, uh, yeah. Lynn, Lynn. You know, the players really can't advocate because I was watching uh, I Am an Athlete, and I, I want you to watch that uh, at some point this week because they kind of spoke on it a little bit. And he was like, yo, uh, Channing Crowder, he said something to the point of, uh, yo, I was just chasing checks, so I wasn't in a position to be all rah-rah about what coach I wanted and who I wanted there. I was just trying to chase as much checks before my body wore out. Mm -hmm. So all the political stuff behind it and, I, you know, Black Lives Matter and all that stuff, he's like, wow, I may have felt the things that were happening in society. I was trying to set my family up yeah. for stuff like that, and I wasn't in a position. Yeah, I wasn't a quarterback. I wasn't a wide receiver where I was getting big money. I was just trying to be in position to cash in when I could cash in during the certain scales that they have in pay and set my family up for life, and I wasn't trying to rock many boats. And then when he said that, I was like, he's a black dude. I, I have to respect the the things that are going on behind the scenes too, because that's that's mainly the thing. Like you got 53 players in football, but then you got 15 men on the NBA roster who have more of a say-so in your league. They're the faces of the league. If they say some shit, they want some shit to go. They want Breonna Taylor on the back of their jerseys or they want Black Lives Matter on the court. It's happening. Mm-hmm. Because without them, it's it's no league. It's nobody no nobody cares about Adam Silver or any other of these owners and stuff like that. Like it's too much of an intimate setting in the NBA. But NFL, not the case, man. Like cats come and go out that fifty three man roster, so they they can't always stick to their guns. Unfortunately, in in the uh, the white quarterbacks that are the faces of the league, so to speak, you got to pay them to be on any type of union. <clears throat> I found out they paid Drew, Drew Brees a million dollars to be on that last bargaining agreement, to be on um, a chair. On it. They had to pay that man. And this is one of your, your NFL leaders. Not saying nothing against Drew Brees, but I'm just saying, like, when you don't have leadership in the form of a LeBron James or Chris Paul yeah. and, and the, the best of the best sitting at that table for players' rights and shit like that. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So They getting theirs. Yeah, it's a... It's it's a twofold thing, man. It's the owners and and the players being able to the play the players that the owners covet. Yeah, to be honest with you, man. So I don't know if it's gonna change outside of litigation, Perez. Like outside of them really taking this shit to court and deep diving all these statistics that I have here that I'm not really gonna. But you can't force nobody to hire. You you can't. They can't. Exactly. It's, it's their money. That's that's what you can you can you can go a little bit more in the detail is yeah. in terms of uh, one of the things I mentioned was like the OCs and the de opening up. Okay, now you have to at least in it like making it very difficult every single time to you to not do it. And this minorities, not just black folks, minorities. I mean, let me be clear, but I think you can make it 
very fucking difficult on them to where you yeah you got to see me you may not hire me but you eventually some people are gonna creep through because they're gonna get tired of going through this whole song and dance just to hire whoever they're gonna want they're gonna hire you know what I mean? it's gonna take more dominance like we we starting to see it up in there but once these head coaches and once we see like these people are winning like every time. Like so, you gotta hope for the best for these minority coaches that got. So it's a difficult thing. So it's a difficult thing. Like, no, it ain't your team, but you wanna you wanna see them win just so it like it it brings about a different change up in there. And you know so, what's the difficult thing that I, that I find with it is that like a lot of these black, sorry, minority head coaches get the shitty ass jobs. They don't get to roll into a situation to where they have uh, the best of the best on their team. You know what I mean? And but like it's it's never it don't turn around quickly. like that like quickly like you you have Tony Dungy went to the Colts from the Buccaneers right you had Peyton Man I'm not sure Peyton Man it was there already mm-hmm. um, but then you had John Gruden just come right into a ready made Super Bowl <laughs> squad and he won I'm not gonna let you John Gruden was already he's there. a good coach but, but I'm just like, saying no no it's the no. same Steve Kerr shit the same Steve Kerr shit we but say I'm saying like everybody tried to throw John Gruden down that path like. The Tuck Rule. We should have been in that Super Bowl the year before. New England went. The next year, hey, they they do the little trade. They do whatever. They get rid of them and everything. And we show back up. The same team that he built up is the team that he faced in that Super Bowl. So, yeah, he had the upper hand and, like, he went to a ready-made team. But it looks like no matter which side he was on that ball, he wasn't going to be in that Super Bowl. Valid, valid. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, um, like I said, man, I don't know how we get to the bottom of it or how we get more coaches to get more valid looks. Like, yeah, okay, you can get an interview, but they're gonna hire who they want to hire. Like you said, it yeah. can't really do nothing about it for right now. But there, there should be continuous work to be done in updating the Rooney Rule. I really hate that I love this sport so much. That I love football. Grew, we grew up. We so grew up much. playing sports, and, and we love sports. We love to watch. We love to play it on video games. That's that's our era. We grew up like that. So the, it's the love for the game. It has nothing to do with the politics. Because man, I, I swear the NFL just seems rigged at certain points, certain games, and the way they be going. Like you can just. I got one friend. Uh, uh, he, hey, the sport, the Tyrus. Who was shouting my Patreon supporter? He ain't watched in like three years. Like, watch, watch in like three years. But this dude, when we sitting there talking, he was like, oh, this is going to happen. Because just predictability of the, the league and how stuff going and how they want it. He was like, yeah, man, now it's hard to deny yeah. <laughs> about the predictability of the league. And, like, they want certain narratives. It's, they moved Tom Brady down here. They ain't never had no team. It's been constantly drilled in our head this year that, oh, ain't no team ever had, you know, Played at their home stadium for the Super Bowl. And what do we have? What do we have? Uh, it's just the fact that they made that a talking point at the beginning of the season. A talking point at the beginning. It ain't been talked about all these other seasons. They just been like, oh, yeah, we'll see how it play out. No, they made it a talking point at the beginning of the season. And lo and behold, what do we have here? You got Tom Brady went there and made this super squad versus our richest player, half a billy over here. We gave him half a billion dollars. He's going back to the Super Bowl, people. You know what, man? Uh, I don't necessarily agree with the conspiracy theories, but we got more than enough podcasts here <laughs> for me disagreeing with the conspiracy disagreeing with the conspiracy theory. So I'll leave it at that. Oh, uh, yeah, man. What else? What else we got, man? In, in the world of sports, man. I think we covered everything. On no, these, no, on these no, games, no, man. no, 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 no. Rule. It's it's one uh, thing that we left out. What's up? Conor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the uh, go? <laughs> oh, those memes were hilarious, man. Man, like he just had a like. I, I think I will say this: you about, watch a lot of UFC. No, I don't. Okay. I watch the big fights when they. Yeah, come me too. Up. Like me when too, people same. tell me these people first, I only. I'm a Fairweather fan. I'm yeah. a Fairweather fan. I only know who half of them be half yeah. the time. But oh. I'd be like, if it's a good oh, fight, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm if it's a good fight. I'm yeah, if everybody watch. talking about it on social media, I'm watching. <laughs> that's that's kind of how I do it, and yeah. based on what I have watched in the past. So. And then yeah, if I need to catch up on who the who the fight is, yeah, look at a couple. Of, like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Conor McGregor, man, at the end of this one, man, his interview, <laughs> it just I think he finally reached that point. He ain't talking noise no more. 
He's just humble. He's just humble. He's very, very humble this time. He walked by the two like you broke my goddamn leg, mate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, he was walking. He was his his shit was so fucked up. He was walking with the damn that one handed crutch on the wrong side. Because like you're supposed to walk with it on the opposite, right? Like yeah. you're supposed to walk on your strong side to give the leg that's hurting. I don't know, ain't no medical person. You know just, more than me. I'm just saying, like, it was just weird to see it. Like, you know what I mean? Like he was putting the pressure, stepping on it, and I was like, that don't look right, but y'all, y'all correct me if I'm wrong. But, but yeah, he he got his. He stood tall for as long as he could, man. But I, I just think that when you're not active in that sport, like in that sport, you got to fight. Like it seems like almost every three months. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because if not, then you it's hard to stay sharp on your sword. And he just do you just, think this get this gets that fire back in him? You know that he actually goes out and he trains now, really, and he gets that love back, like. The guy was a legend before all this, right? You know, he had a couple losses and he, he backed it, but he, but he went and fought whoever who who yeah. was the guy. And he can promote like no other, you know. I, I think he's still gonna get fights because he's gonna talk so much smack to people uh, if he has to. But you don't want to be. You don't need that, to do that no more, though. You don't want to be on that side of losing, man. You don't want to be. Eventually, and I think, yeah, I think eventually. right now he's gonna go back and train harder than he's ever trained. And I think we may actually get the best match. Conor McGregor coming up on his next fight. But this is the thing about UFC that I like. I like that the types of the Conor McGregor's and the guys that are sitting at the top for maybe three to four fights. And then they, I like the fact that these guys get knocked off. And then some random new guy that I, I personally, as a Fairweather fan, haven't been paying attention to. Oh, who's this? Let me look at. Oh, he badass. Like, I'm always constantly getting into to mm-hmm. it or into a new fighter that kind of comes out of nowhere and starts busting ass because I don't I don't want a guy that goes 70 in the war. You know, I know that's absurd of a record, but I don't I don't want that. I want the, you know, different guys taking it for three to four fights and then three to four fights and then all of a sudden these two guys meet up. And then, oh, now we got this other guy over here that he's on a comeback tour as well. And he won three fights in a row. So now he's moved his way back up to the number two contender. I, or number one contender. I like that. Like, I, I like that this sport is, like, so, like, <laughs> I mean, with, with the style you of fighting out. that it is, man, just, like, just a raw gladiator-type sport that it is, I just feel like as you work your way up, you're fighting people that you can kind of dominate from time to time. But once you reach that top and you got that belt, everybody is 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 a problem. It's focused on It's a you. problem. Like, like you, you gonna come out of there? You may win, but you took some damage, and that's what I'm saying. Like, how much damage can these people really take? Mm. And that's why I think you see like three to four flight a fight scene. Man, they may be still be dealing with some damage from two fights ago. Yeah, true that. <laughs> and and it, you, you can't hold up to that. Like, not when you like, oh man, my my head ain't in your your leg still may be tweaked a little bit, and they just put you in that hole and pop, done, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's what's Great about that sport compared to boxing. You know what I mean? Boxing, you know, you're going to wait about several six, months. Six and you months just to nine months. Yeah, you're going to be completely healed. But with that one, mm, oh. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun while it lasted. I say that. I <laughs> <laughs> say that. You got anything else in the sports realm? No, nah, that's, that's it. All right, man, we're going to come right back. And we got a lot of, uh, not a lot of music, but just some put-ons and stuff like that to get you guys through. Again, uh, we got... King James. We also got some other Lucy's that have dropped along the week. Uh, we got the Young Dolph album. It, it's it's more to come. It's more to come. Stay, stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> 